Hey, Stats Pack, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jason St. Clair. You have to uh, ignore some of the squawking in the background from the ravens and the blowing of the trees. I'm still out of the uh, office, but I am recording for you guys in the uh, one of the rooms in the rental house I'm in. We're going to talk about the 49ers camp, Patriots camp review, uh, and some of the Summer League's top performers. And then maybe touch on some uh, what Daniel Ricardo thinks of it. Sim F1 driving will finish off at the end. So, first off, uh, quarterback Emmanuel Mosley, 49ers camp. This is day 11 for them, I believe. Yeah. So, quarterback Emmanuel Mosley broke up a pass for Jalen Garoppolo, 10 for Debo Samuel. That saved a touchdown on a third and goal at the one yard line and also intercepted a pass from Jimmy, intended for Brandon Ayuk. Uh, it was in the end zone a few minutes later. Mosley missed the first eight days of camp because he was on the COVID-19 list, but he's been outstanding ever since. Defensive tackles, Kevin Givens and Javon Kinlaw. So from this guy's perspective, uh, SI.com, so uh, they've punished, like I said before, they punished Lake and Tomlinson for poking Catevia Street in the eye a couple days ago on one-on-ones. Throughout camp street, a backup has dominated Tomlinson and starter. And on Saturday, they faced each other in Levi State in front of more than 20,000 fans and Street beat them in again. Where they faced each other a second time, Tomlinson could have blinded Street and ended his career. Oh, boy. So on Tuesday, Given faced Tomlinson on one-on-ones. Given started two fights with him. Both times they wrestled each other to the ground and had to have been separated. After this drill, Mike McGlinchey walked over to defensive linemen and seemed to chastise them. And Kinlaw seemed to urge McGlinchey to take a hike. Then all the defensive linemen gave Givens high fives. And then minutes later, the first play on 111s. Kinlaw started a scuffle with Tomlinson just to make sure he got the message. Yep, you got you need that during camp. Let's see, defensive tackle Reese Hurst beating starting guard Daniel Brunskill with a swipe move on the outside. Defensive end D Ford beat Mike McGlinchey for a sack on 11-11s. Can feel the anxiety drip off McGlinchey when Ford lines up across from him. Good to see that D Ford is is performing the way he's when they you know first signed what they want him to perform. Hopefully his back holds up. Wide receiver Debo Samuel would be Jason Verrett with a fade route in the red zone for a touchdown. Receiver Muhammad Sadu caught a touchdown from Trey Lance in the front right corner of the end zone. Wide receiver Jajuan Jennings, Jajuan Jennings, excuse me, tongue-tied, caught two touchdown passes in the red zone, one from Josh Rosen, and Jennings ran a quick slant. Wide receiver Trent Sheffield caught a 35-yard pass up the left sideline from Trey. Tight end Ross Rowley created five-yard separation against starting strong safety Tavon Wilson with a simple out route on one-on-ones. All right. Tight end Jordan Matthews beat third-string safety Kai Nakao with a slant route for a slot, slant route for a touchdown. Matthews also a good route runner. Quarterback Josh Roser off two days. Head coach Kyle Shanahan said Roser could take a couple steps back, throwing an interception. He took a giant leap forward, throwing a Beautiful 50-yard touchdown on the left side for a rookie undrafted free agent, Austin Watkins. So it looks like he might still have a chance to stay on the team. The not-so-good left guard, Lakin Thompson, of course, he got worked. Right tackle, Mike McGlinchey, got worked by D4. Tight end, Charlie Warner, couldn't create an inch of separation against third-string safety, Kai Nakao. Wide receiver, Jalen Hurd, shut himself down for the day's practice because he surgically repaired knee, didn't feel right. I doubt he'll make the team. He's never healthy. Wow. Defensive end Nick Bosa still hasn't hit anyone in training camp. Defensive end Eric Armstrong still has a groin injury. Looks like his camp is over. And defensive end Samson Abacom 
So I have a mistress leg injury the 49ers won't name. On to the Patriots camp. Let's talk about some winners there. Winner, punter Jake Bailey. All pro players do all pro things. That's why it should be no surprise that Jake Bailey looked great again on Tuesday night when his leg was strong as ever and his world-renowned accuracy was on full display. Also, wide receiver special teams, Christian Wilkerson. Uh, each day he looks more and more like Christian Wilkerson will find his way onto the roster with his improved play and kicking game is the reason why. Wilkerson was the man who downed Jake Bailey's first punt in the goal line. He was also seeing consistent work in the other coverage units. Uh, winner Harvey Lange. Harvey just seemed to be around the football all the time. Second straight day, he got his hands on the ball during team drills, intercepting Brian Hoyer on a competitive 11-11 period. Uh, Brian Hoyer is pretty much the only quarterback seen on the field on Thursday, a day that Bill Belichick described uh, as one to prepare for Washington. That likely means Hoyer will see the bulk of action on Thursday night, his first and perhaps only chance to prove that he's worth keeping around for the season. Uh, center David Andrews coming back off the field practice. Looked like his wife, McKenzie, welcome back. Okay. Uh, winner, kicker, Quinn Norton capping off his Let's see, Quinn Norton, another perfect day. Four for four. His perfect streak of 14 for 14 inside craft building. So uh, Norton made kicks in 48, 33, 44, and 46 yards, man. He's definitely going to stay on the squad. And I'm going to finish off real quick here with some top performers out of the NBA. Actually, I'm going to say one more than left one, but uh, Jordan Nora, top performers, Milwaukee Bucks, second day of the MGM Resorts. Summer League brought several noteworthy performances, but none were more impressive than Jordan Nora's 30.8 rebounds, six assist night uh, against Eclipse. The former Louisville star hit 12 of his game-high 28 field goal attempts and drilled four three-pointers in 30 minutes action. Wow. The 45th overall pick in the 2020 NBA draft, Norris saw action in 30 games for the Bucks as a rookie in 9.1 minutes per game. He averaged 5.7 points and two rebounds while shooting 45% from the three-point range. He might get more minutes this upcoming season. Emmanuel quickly, New York Knicks. New York Knicks second-year guard became a fan favorite in 2021. As the Garden Sizzle's performance, he was heading in for Monday, lighting up the Pacers for 32 points. Wow. Desmond Bain, Memphis Grizzlies. Continues strong performance Salt Lake City Salt Lake, uh, Salt Lake City Summer League. The Grizzlies, rising guard, scored a game-high 32 points. Cameron Thomas, Brooklyn Nets. 19 points in 25 minutes. Trey Murphy, New, England, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. 17, let's see, 26 points. Jalen Suggs, rookie, big night, playing around uh, last season's first-round pick, Cole Anthony, 24.9 rebound, two steal, three-block game, huge game. Davian Mitchell, Sacramento Kings, 10 points, nine assists, shooting for 10 and 20 minutes at the left guard, but his defense has continued to shine. And, uh, of course, watching Leangelo Ball's highlights, uh, I'm going to finish off here, actually. So touch on how Daniel Ricardo's uh, changed his mind on simul racing and why. So it was, uh, he said it was huge and it was something I really enjoyed playing as a kid. Despite the graphics, modeling, and the handling all moving tremendously over the years, uh, for a long time, Ricardo's opinion of sim racing didn't change much. Sim, there was just still games. But the march of technology and the new levels of realism being offered by Sim Racing to this has uh, served to change Ricardo's perception quite a bit. And basically, you look at the younger younger uh, studs, Max Verstappen and Orlando Norris, just basically racing all the time on those damn things and uh, really like honed their skills. Uh, 
Uh, he's definitely. He said he's definitely considered buying a sim rig for the first time. He thinks game is a level where he can gain from it. Uh, some sim racers they may be able to transfer their skills to real world, real car, and that's been an eye opener. Talked about F one nineteen ninety five. Obviously, it's changed a lot. So yeah, I per, I personally play an F one um, video games. <laughs> I don't know how close is it to real or they are to uh, or just straight simul you know to a simulation or just a game, but. I love playing it. It's fun. I love the competition online. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Stats Beast podcast. I hope everybody's well. Take care. Bye.